Hello everyone and welcome to today's session where we're going to be talking about well-being for mothers. This is the Wellbeing for Mothers show and I am Dr. Juni, your host on the podcast. With me, I have an amazing lady. She is passionate about health and well-being. She is a nutritionist. She's a senior associate of the Royal Society of Medicine and she has a wealth of experience when it comes to helping people regain active, fulfilling lives. Her mission is for health to thrive globally. I have the honor of welcoming to this episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show, Sue Worrell. Welcome, Sue. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, um, one thing we tend to think about when we have guests come on this um, show is, what's your story? What brought you into the health and well-being space? What brought you to the point where you felt, I want to help people in this particular path? Right. Okay, that's an easy one, really, because um, I talk a lot about wake-up calls, and mine was at the age of 19 when um, in the office, we were asked to go, did you want to go and have a chest test? And I'm 75, so this is a long time ago. And then it was, everybody was tested for tuberculosis. So everybody went in the office and I was in charge of an office with a lot of girls and they like, let's all go. We get half an hour off and a cup of tea. So everybody went and everybody's test came back. You're okay. And mine came back. Go and see a doctor. So I found out after that in the hospital appointment that I was born with a huge hole in my heart called an atriceptal defect between the top chambers, which meant that the good flood blood was flushing back. So I knew in, in school I used to be sick often, I used to throw up after exercise, etc. But I didn't realize that no one else was as breathless as I was. So cut a long story short there, got married and then... Um, within the uh, two years of that and then had massive surgery. Um, it's pretty, pretty nasty at the time. They measure you for a coffin. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's a lot better now. Uh, but after the surgery was brilliant and I just ran upstairs thinking, wow, it's this easy for everybody else. I can't believe it. So that was my first wake up call. And that brought me to looking for fitness because I'd love sport and I felt so much better so I was able to run and everything. But they did tell me that my heart was the size of a small rugby ball, quite large, and that I would probably be in a wheelchair by the time I was 60 because my heart muscle had been overworked for years. So I thought, I'm not having that. I'm going to get fit. Then I had my first child, healthy, all fine. Second child had cystic fibrosis. So that was a big wake-up call again. And now I realize that it's not about fitness. Fitness is very brittle. It's all about health. So that's when I decided to look into nutrition and wellness. And a year or so in, he was very sick. I got to work with the Brompton in London, the um, Great Ormond Street, Jimmy's in Leeds, Alderhay, the University Hospital in Wales, and became the, the director for Wells for the Cystic Fibrosis Trust and learned so much. Talked to doctors, junior doctors, had the opportunity to look at patients and mums and doctors and children's diagnosis. Um, and then went on to, to get my qualification as a nutritionist. 
So that's what put me on the road. And I think I was lucky in a way that I've had those the things. I mean, my, my son died, and unfortunately, when he was 10. So that was very sad. And, you know, we're not supposed to outlive our children. So what well, the children we have are very precious. So I always wanted to help improve children's health mm-hmm. and then mum's health, because if mum's healthy, the child's more likely to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's, what started me off. And uh, because I was quite young, um, finding it, uh, I meet so many mums and so many people who don't have a wake-up call until they're in their 40s or 50s. And then you've got a lot of turning around to do. So I was I was lucky in a way that I got my call quite early. And uh, that's what that's what got me on this track. Oh, wow. And what an incredible story. What a wake up call all through and leading you to this time. No one would believe that you're over 70. (laughs) Seriously, would like to know where that elixir of youth has come from. Yeah, so, eat healthy. That's the answer. And and eat, eat healthy and exercise lots. Yes. Mm, mm, that is such an amazing phrase. I think that's tweetable. Eat healthy <laughs> and exercise lots. Okay. So having said that, of course, um, the journey when you, and you, something you mentioned was when you take care of mom's health, the child is also healthy. And yeah. that's very important because um, when we all talk about in this in the show motherhood, and we all think about what mothers do, we are always wanting to give, we're always wanting to do for everyone, everything, and we forget ourselves. And mm-hmm. sometimes when we do that, unfortunately, we are not healthy, and our children see us not doing those things that we ought to be doing, and yeah. like they say. Do as I say, don't do as I do, but children mm-hmm. will do as they see you do, and they will not do as you say. So setting a good example is so, so important. And so what kind of a message would you like to share with us today? I know we spoke initially about when there was a day. I'll tell you all a little bit about how I met Sue. <laughs> it was on Clubhouse. Now, for those who don't know what Clubhouse is, it's an audio platform. And every Monday, I have this Mom Health Monday. And so one day, while I was having the session, Sue came into the room, and she came up to the stage, and we started chatting. And then we started talking about food. Now, as you all know, I'm a big foodie. So you're exchanging food ideas with a nutritionist. That is awesome, because you're not going to be sharing junk food. You'll be sharing (laughs) healthy food ideas. So I thought, No, Sue, you have to come to my community and share your incredible knowledge with them because when mothers are shown how to prepare simple, easy, not time-consuming meals for themselves and for their children, they set that precedence and also bring that health back. And like, of course, um, the father of medicine, Hippocrates says, he says, let food be thy medicine. So, Sue, please tell us what kind of nuggets you would want to share with this mother. Okay, yes, he said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, didn't he? (laughs) And uh, he said something else. He said, if doctors don't become nutritionists, nutritionists will become our doctors. (laughs) Yeah, he was a very clever, clever man. I think our language, I always start with language with with mums when um, one of my 
a clinics in London I used to run. I had a, a mum and a child there, and um, it was it was a big impact on me that 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 story there. But what I say to mums is that the language we use is like let's go to McDonald's for a treat, isn't it? It's not a treat. <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> I probably yeah shouldn't be saying that one, but it it isn't good for us. It really isn't good for us. It's not a treat. And manufacturers like that, like lots of manufacturers now, are very worldwide, and they know about psychology, and they know what things in our body that when we eat in combinations like salt and sugar, salted caramel is a great example of that, and and salt and um, sugar and fat. They know those combinations are there to make us addicted to them. And when we when we eat a lot of junk food, we build a new neural pathway, just like being a drug addict, an alcoholic, a gambling um, addict. The same neural pathway. Exactly. So talking about food to children and talking about, about things being a treat that are not a treat. I had a grandma that I'd helped lose five stone in weight and repair her heart disease greatly so she didn't have to have um, the major surgery in the end. Um, and um, she came to me uh, after she'd finished the course and she said, oh, so I've put on a few pounds. What, what shall I do? So I said, just go back where you were. Just go back on track. It's only four or five pounds. You'll never go back to where you were. She said, oh, I know what I did. She said, I've eaten Mars bars all week. And I said, why are you buying Mars bars? And she said, well, I buy them for my grandchildren. And I said to her, don't you like your grandchildren? And she said, oh, I love my grandchildren. (laughs) Why are you looking after yourself and killing your grandchildren then? And it really stopped her in her tracks. And so she started to go and buy grandma treats that were healthier. But I know it's not easy with mums. My daughter's got two little ones. Well, they're growing up fast now. They, 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 they know everything already, you know. They're seven and ten and very entertaining um, and very lively. But it isn't easy. Um, my daughter works full time. She's a single mum now. It's not easy to, to make food. So my biggest um, hack or my biggest tip for mums is to make special sauce. And special sauce is made from raw vegetables. So you might think, oh, you must be joking. My child's not going to eat that. But they will. <laughs> because if you mix tomatoes, tin of tomatoes, organic tomatoes, and you mix peppers and kale and spinach and and um, mushrooms that you can saute after all, onions you cook lightly, and you put them in a mixer, and you mix it all together, and you put a little teaspoonful of honey in there um, just to take the edge off some of the sour things. It tastes lovely. It tastes really nice, and they get used to that taste. And it's it's not as as um, as a defined taste as like tomato ketchup, but it is tomatoey and it is slightly sweet. And they'll get used to that taste of raw veg. And then you can put it in, then you can use like harassa spice to make it a little bit Moroccan, only a little bit of it. You can use curry and make a curry out of it. You can do it with enchiladas. You can put it on, you can make some pastry with, not with wheat, but with, um, chickpea flour. Make a flat bit of pastry. Roll it and roll, roll, put the sauce all over it, roll it up and cut it into cartwheels. 
Wow. You can put it in the lunch boxes and put them in the freezer. You can make um, many things with the sauce, like many tarts with the sauce or many um, muffins with it. Put it in, in a muffin tray and have, I make a dozen of them. And they, they're great snacks. They'll love them. And you can put them in the lunch boxes and make sure they eat healthy at lunchtime. And it means that at least four or five days a week, they have something with this sauce in it. And so they're getting that nutrition every day. Because every day is what counts. It's what we do every day. So it doesn't matter if we, if we have a McDonald's once a week or something. As long as every other day we have tons of fruits and vegetables. I absolutely love that. It's about what we do every day. When it's all about building up our habits. So yes. you don't have to do a grand gesture of, I'm never going to McDonald's anymore. No, I'm no. never doing this. And yes. But you're doing a little thing every day, adding up to that whole well life that you're hoping to achieve. Yeah, it's more about what you, what, what you don't leave out than what you put in. So if you put in all the goodness, you put in eight or nine vegetables every day, somehow, it doesn't have to be a huge plate full of broccoli, as long as you get them in somehow in some way every day, then the, the things they do when they have fast food now and then or bags of crisps or whatever, um, they're not good for you. They're definitely not good for you. And I've got a lovely graphic of a little boy with a, a whole tub of oil drinking it, and it looks horrendous. But that's what you do when you make crisps, when you have crisps. They're all full of this nasty oil that's, that's been processed. So if you have crisps now and then, don't give them one every day in the lunchbox now and then if you want to. But don't call it a treat. Just put it in there and call it a change or whatever and add something. But stop calling it a treat because in their heads, they're having a treat. So they associate being treated with food that is bad for them. That is so true. It's, you see, it all comes down to the language and the thoughts that you associate with that language. And mm-hmm. that is such a key point. So I hope moms, you're hearing this and for, you might need to listen to this again because we need to be more aware, more intentional about the words we are using. There are many times that children will feel, mommy, have I done something wrong? You're not taking me out for a treat at McDonald's, you know, <laughs> and we have kind of subconsciously or even with some advertising um, action picked up that as come for a treat. Yes. No? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. And and mums as well, it's about you having energy for life and vitality for life, not just existing every day, but living well. So if you eat the same food, if you get that food in you as well, they'll see They'll have a nice energetic man, not one that's dragging herself around and being, being tired. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that's important is, is what they drink. So very often, it's so easy to drink rubbish. Yeah. So just get them drinking water. You know, if they don't drink, do, they say they don't like water, they're not drinking water. It'll take a while, but just reward them for drinking a glass of water because it makes huge difference to all your organs, especially your skin and your hair. And it takes one litre of of water to make us, to to clean our lungs every hour. Mm. And our digestion system needs water and our heart and blood needs water. So if we don't have that water, we get dehydrated quite easily. 
And our waste system needs water, but it has no pump. So our heart has a pump, and it's important we get rid of the waste. So it's this movement that makes the pump in our our waste system work. So exercise helps the water and washes out all our toxins. And kids run around, but mums often don't. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's so brilliant. The fact that not only can we hydrate ourselves, we can also ensure that our plumbing is working by movement. And that's one reason why we say, moms, please don't forget, there is this amazing quote. It says, we do not get old because we stop playing. We stop playing because we Get old. Yeah. Get old. Exactly. And why, why, why is it that we are not playing? When your children are running around, join them. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And once we are doing that, guess what? We are cleaning out our system. And I love the fact that you mentioned the excretion system because from a medical point of view, we need to ensure that we are having like the digestive tract cleansed. Mm. We are watching our the urine outputs, the way it looks, mm. the way it smells, yeah. the frequency of it, the amount of it is yeah. important. We forget to drink fluids. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I know for a long time I was very guilty of because when I was in working in, in the hospital on, on call days, it was so busy. You mm. didn't have a time to drink or eat and you just kept plowing through. And I soon realized when one of my colleagues had to go off with an acute kidney injury that it mm. was so important. So we started having those moments where we would say, oh, have you had a drink? Go get a drink. And you go yeah. and get some water. And so it's so important. Sometimes. Oh, that's mine. I've always got it. <laughs> that's it. Miss mine. And the funny yeah. thing about it is that I love warm to hot water. Personally. I do too. Yes, I drink a lot of hot water. So when people see me with my mugs, they think I'm drinking tea or coffee. I'm like, no, it's hot water. <laughs> it's so weird. And I often, people say, what would you like to drink? And I say hot water. And they, they look at you like it's weird. But I, yeah, drink a lot of hot water. The okay. other thing is our perspiration as well, isn't it? We don't, we shouldn't need deodorants. It's only when our perspiration is so concentrated that it starts to smell sweaty. Mm. And if we're exercising big time, sometimes it can get that. But normally... We shouldn't use deodorants. We shouldn't need deodorants. We don't, you know, if we eat, drink plenty of water, our sweat shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, that is yeah. that is true. Yeah, we need to look at that um, aspect of taking lots of fluids. But there's a question that I know that many of my um, mom friends also ask. There are some times when maybe you've already introduced your children to juices and all those things. How do you help them or win them off the juices and bring in water in a way okay. that's So the best way is because juices got quite strong flavours, haven't they? And they use all sorts of things. I mean, for example, anything with strawberry flavour, there's something called natural strawberry flavour, and that contains butane. Because we all need some butane, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got to be careful with all the flavourings. Um, and it's and low sugar. If it says low sugar, you've got to watch that it's not some other chemical or other. If you if you don't have anything added, then um, 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 it's gone. I'll think of it in a second. The plant. Um, 
a sweet implant, I think of it in a second, it's yeah. 90 times more sweet than sugar. And it's not good because, as you know, even when you have an artificially sweetened something, it still triggers the production of insulin in our body. So we still makes us work on that. So the best thing to do is to just dilute, to keep diluting it bit by bit. You've got to be sneaky sometimes. And so I've got some in the fridge keeping cool for you because it's hot, but it's diluted. And they'll say it's a bit weak and you say, oh, well, you know, no, it's fine, it's fine, until they get away from that flavouring. And then, and the, the, it is hard because I, in the, anywhere you take them, you take them to, you know, um, trampolining or uh, swimming. And all the shops are full of fizzy drinks, aren't they? They're yeah, just full of, so just look for the one that's got the least things, the least the least ingredients in there and the least in there and always take water with you and buy them some nice water bottles. My daughter spends a lot of money on lovely, pretty, you know, they're like 16 pound water bottles, but they look after them more because they like them. So they don't lose them as much. And they, you know, they, they get, she says just water. It's just for water. So we don't want to get it stained or flavored. Yes. So anything that will help that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just to, just to, give them a nice new water bottle with it and see how much they'll drink. And they'll get used to it. They aren't my, my two refuse drinks now. They refuse uh, squash and they just don't like it anymore. Oh, wow. That is phenomenal. It's not easy. It does take time. And the younger you can do it, don't give it to them in the first place. It's the real best one. Yes. And you've got and to watch is- grandparents because that's older people. are terrible at trying to make them happy. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's so true. Someone was telling me. Says, well, you do all the work as a mom, and maybe you're working full time. Children go over to grandma's place or grandpa's place, and then they go, Come, here is some nice juice for you, and squash. And then they take it and they're like, Oh, this is amazing. And they go, Mommy, can we have some squash like yes, Exactly. Yeah. That is so true. So, yes, please share this with your parents and everybody else that's minding your child. Tell them. Look, let's go water. Water is so important. It's such a beautiful fluid and something that really, really invigorates and it energizes us because mm-hmm. dehydration can can be the cause of children being irritable, can be yeah. the cause of children being um, not concentrating in class and having low grades, can also be the cause of them having poor immune system and picking up every cold and flu symptoms that they come across. So let's yeah. hydrate them. It's so important. And then make, I'll just make ice lollies. You make ice lollies. Make them with, if, you, if you've got strawberries and some of them are crushed and everything, I just put them all together, put them in the blender and make some ice lollies with them. Mm. So, you know, for the, for the, the price of those ice lollies you buy ready, if you just do that and get them in the fridge, in the, in the freezer, then they've got moisture in there as well because fruits and veg are 70 to 80 percent water just like our brain and our body yes and that is so true i remember i went for a royal college um, of gps conference a while ago and there was one of the stands where they had these water bottles what they did was very interesting they had the water bottles with a part in there that you could put fruit in Oh, yeah. A fruit infuser. And we had so many fruits. There were some that had strawberry in there. Some had pineapple. Some had kiwi. It was phenomenal. I had never thought about that until that day. Mm. And I thought to myself, like, whoa, this is amazing. So that might be another way that moms can start to introduce their children 
to getting off the the um, commercial juices and mm-hmm. getting more into water, even if you just need a little flavor of yeah, some. And it looks pretty, doesn't it? It looks really pretty as well. Absolutely, yeah. it does look yeah. pretty. Yeah. So why not do something that looks pretty and is mm-hmm. healthy for yeah. you and your children? Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. So I mean, th- this is really an interesting discussion, and I'm absolutely loving this. The fact that we're talking about very simple ways, practical ways, to ensure our health and that of our children. Because as mothers, we think more about our children and we forget ourselves. But then. When we start to incorporate these things, we can actually bring our children into the mix and say, you know what? Why don't we wash the vegetables together? Why don't we blend it together? Why don't we prepare this amazing sauce together? You'll be my taster. Mm -hmm. And it's really beautiful that you involve them in this process because they are learning. Uh, And um, I remember during during the pandemic, Sorry, there's a really lovely way to make some uh, vegetable burgers as well. So if you if you blend um, just raw food again, broccoli and kale and um, mushrooms and um, some chickpeas, um, then you blend them raw and then you spread them on a piece of foil so it's very thinly spread. And then you cook it for 15 minutes. Then you scrape it all together into a, you know, like a, like a lump again. Spread it all out again, cook it for another 15 minutes. The, the vegetables are cooked lightly. And then you add things like chopped mushrooms and, and some green lentils to make it some texture and add that and mix one egg in it. And it makes a really solid burger you can put on the grill. But the flavor is lovely and it doesn't taste too much. Of, it doesn't taste too greeny that they don't like the taste. And it tastes delicious, and you can put, uh, you know, some seasoning in there, and they're great for the summer, and they can go in lunch boxes as well the next day. Wow, that is amazing. See, that is a healthy, very, very useful tactic that you can use. I hope you're taking notes, and if you're not taking notes, <laughs> you can always listen to this again. So make sure, if you've not subscribed already, subscribe, download this episode, listen to it over and over, and share it with people, because these are certain things life hacks that we need as mothers to ensure that we are eating healthy and also our children are eating healthy as well. So having spoken about this, I know I was mentioning during the pandemic, there was a lot of stress around what do we give the children? Because normally, especially for the children who were going to school, we didn't worry about dinner time because it was taken care of at school. But we now became the dinner ladies. We became the teachers as mothers. And it, it became a bit of a hassle. But that was a very good time when I decided that children, let's do the cooking together. Let's plan out our meals for the week together. Let's prep the food together. And as they did that, I call, I put that those um, activities as subjects. I was like, this is home economics and this is food and nutrition. <laughs> and all that was fun. So whatever you do, make sure you're involving the children. You are making it fun and you're also having fun yourself. It's all about our well-being of mind, body, soul and spirit. So I would like to ask, uh, now that we're coming close to the end of this um, um, episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show, what are some key points you would want the mothers who are listening to this to take with them? Okay, 
So the first one is the one I said, and that is watch the language you use. So try not to call things that are bad for them treats or try not to give them a, a nice connotation that it should be, that they're the fun things to do and the others are not. So don't, that's the first thing. Second one is don't be taken up by the media when they say this will save you time and this will save you time. It doesn't take hardly any time at all to throw those veg in a blender and put them in the oven. The time you unpack the burger, the thing, defrost it from the fridge, put it in there. Um, it, it's, it doesn't take any more time at all. So don't be fooled by the, the manufacturers who try to trick us and say, you, you're too busy to do this. You know, you must just have a ready-made food. And uh, what you said, exactly, I absolutely en- enjoy that and get the children to work with you. Prepare stuff in advance, freeze things. And grow things. Um, you know, we could do a whole other one on growing things. I've got something called a tower garden where I grow all my own herbs in my office. So, um, and just pick them. And the little one comes in and pulls handfuls off it and eats it raw, where she wouldn't put it on her plate. So, yeah. So wherever you can grow a little pops of herbs outside and anything that's mild and things like mint, it's lovely to put mint in some water as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they start to find and, and like natural flavours. I think one of the worst things that happens is jarred food for babies mm. because it's the taste is not a natural taste and there's too much sugar in them. They, all the apple juice and the um, stewed apples and things, they're, they're too high in sugar. So if you can mix some of your own, you can put a bit of honey in it if you have to to get them there. Yeah. But I think that's, that's it. Make it fun. Make sure you eat well and make things in advance and get them involved. Wow, these are amazing nuggets. Thank you so much, Sue. It has been an absolute pleasure sharing this uh, amazing nuggets that you have given to the people listening. And we, we would really like to connect with you and really like to um, learn more about what you do. Now, Sue has so kindly offer the gift to everyone who is listening and that is access to join her community on Facebook. So she is the founder of the Health Hub Academy and that is a place where she shares these amazing nuggets in relation to our nutrition and health and well-being tactics as well. So please go ahead. I'll put the link in the show notes so you will be able to have access to joining her community to learn more about what she does. So having said that, you can also connect to her on Facebook. I also put her link to connect on Facebook in the show notes as well. And so here we are at another point where I feel like we could just continue this chat forever, really, (laughs) because I love talking about food and I love food. (laughs) And if we are talking about something that is well-being for ourselves as mothers and for um, our children, it's really phenomenal. So it has been an absolute pleasure. Today, we are going to take charge because the journey starts today. There's a Chinese proverb which says the best time to plant a tree is several years ago. But the next best time is now. So let's take charge now and make sure that we are taking our health to the next level. So thank you everyone for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What was your major takeaway? Leave a review, let us know, and please share this with others as well. 
I am Dr. Duni, the mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. Until next time, I ask that you stay well.